In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, and welcome back from your weekend, everybody. I hope you had a fabulous weekend. I sure did, sharing it with friends and and my wonderful pooches here who are laying on my feet, and it's exciting to be back in a Monday. I just love Mondays. I know I say that every week, but I love Mondays. What can I say? So you know what? Get out your paper and pencil, because today you really are going to learn something cool things about a million-dollar mindset. You're going to learn some truly tangible tools and strategies to create the life that you want. Our guest isn't just any motivational speaker type who gets you all hyped and then you lose it a day or two later. Our guest today takes you from the now to the wow and shows you the how to make your life happen. Charmin Lane has personally gone from being, I love this, manicurist to millionaire. She became an author and created a radio show and a coaching program, and she did it all by using the principles that are described in her book, which was released, um, I believe, just this spring, and it's called Giving You the Wow and the How, and it's a personal growth, self-development book that provides the motivation, the inspiration, but also the information how to create the life that you really dream of. Now, Shar's been featured in a lot of really high-level media outlets, such as Business Week, New York Daily News, Fox News Channel, Lifetime, and she's talked with uh, Lisa Gibbons on Hollywood Confidential. She's been in Women's Day, Glamour, Self, and a lot more. And today, she's right here on the Million Dollar Mindset. So how cool is that? Charmin Lane, welcome to the show. Marla, you are fantastic. Thank you so much for that incredible opening and and introduction. (laughs) Well, I can't tell you how excited I am about having you here. You just uh, have achieved some really amazing stuff, and those are the stories that I just have such a passion for. So congratulations on on what your life, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, it takes fabulous to know fabulous. I think we're in good company. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll take that. So, Sharman, you know, I was reading that um, at 17, you dropped out of high school and you became a manicurist. And then by 24, you became a homeowner. And by your mid-30s, you were making a million dollars a year. So, can we just start the show by learning more about, like, how, how all of that transpired, how you made this happen? 
Oh my God, you're you're wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's one of those funny things is I think so many people think that people who are successful were kind of born that way or or it just happened by accident. And I can assure you that it's not the case. For me, you know what happened is I actually was born into a really kind of a crazy world. Uh, my parents have been divorced nine times between them, and I didn't really know stability. We were always moving, and there was always somebody new coming in, and then you get comfortable with that new person, and then they left again. And, you know, it was just quite the, the crazy dynamic to be raised in. And when I was 12 years old, I had this incredible experience where this amazing school psychologist uh, really changed my life. Um, his name was Mr. Stanforth, and I was in his office one day just kind of complaining about my life, and he said this really powerful phrase to me. He said, Sharman, you can't always change the things that happen to you. You can only change your reaction to the things that happen to you. And from that point forward, I just started thinking about how I could instrument that philosophy into my life. Things are going to happen. I can't control the world. What I can control is my reaction to the things that happen in my world. And so as you said, um, between my junior and senior year in high school, I got my manicuring license and thought I knew everything. I'm making more money than all my friends. I am making more money than I ever thought possible. You know, I was making $20,000 a year, which in retrospect doesn't sound like that much, <laughs> but, you know, everything's relative when you're 17. Right. And um, so I decided one day right after um, for, uh, Christmas break that I wasn't going to go back to high school. I knew everything. I had my quote-unquote career. What did I need this little thing called a high school diploma for? And so I dropped out of high school. And then a few years later, I was 20, still making $20,000 a year. And I realized that may not have been the smartest move. So I went back to night school, got my high school diploma, uh, went into corporate America where I was working for a phone company, which some people have heard, and I'm going to show my age here, but it was MCI. Uh And I was... Isn't that funny? It was MCI, and yeah, so many people don't even know who that is anymore. Oh, I remember. I remember. My goodness. Exactly. Well, it wasn't so long ago, really, Char. I don't think so. Not to us, at least, but again, it's all relative. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so kind of long story short, um, I got out a piece of paper and a pen, and I wrote down where I was. I wrote down where I wanted to be, and then I started taking action in order to make that happen. So I went back to night school and got my high school diploma. I was working for MCI. I got turned down for a promotion, and it was one of those events that said, okay, this has happened. What am I going to do about my reaction to it? I have some hints that the reason I didn't get the promotion was because I didn't have a college degree. So off to college I went. That was a 14-year endeavor, but I finally did get my, my bachelor's degree in communications. And, um, you know, again, a few years after 20, um, I realized that I wanted other things in my life. And so I got out that pen and I got out that piece of paper again and I wrote out where I was and I wrote out where I wanted to be, and then I started to create a plan to make that happen. And it's funny you mentioned the Denny's, or the, um, the I just ruined the punchline there, but I, uh, the, the buying my own piece of real estate when I was 24, because um, I was working for a mortgage company, I was just a secretary, and all these people around me were, you know, buying and selling homes, and I thought, gosh, I want to own my own home, but the only way I could do it was to go and get a second job and save money for the down payment. And so I went to work work at Denny's, graveyard shift, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now, I can tell by that reaction, Marla, you've been there. I have so been there. Yes. 
And um, you know what? But I had a mission. That mission was I'm going to save up money to be a homeowner. And it was it was coming up with what I wanted to do, having that goal. It was making the plan. I couldn't quit my day job, so I needed to get a second job that was going to allow me the flexibility but the yeah. ability to earn what I needed. And I did that for a few months, but was able to save up the down payment and then was able to buy my first piece of real estate at 24. And then a few years later, I saw all these salespeople making tons of more money than I was. And I knew they weren't smarter than me. And if they were, I could learn what they knew. And um, so I took the plunge and went into sales. And I taught myself from top to bottom what to do, created a plan. And a few years later, I was making a million dollars a year. And um, the rest of the day is history. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, so... I'm just curious about your thoughts on something here, Char, after that story. I mean, you, you had two parents divorced nine times between the two of them and, you know, people coming and going into the house as your parents obviously took on other mates and such. Um, and, and this wonderful high school, um, did you say principal, who said you can't change school the things? School counselor, that's school psychologist. Okay, counselor, um, who's fabulous. But somewhere along the line, somebody had to instill some, some really incredible values or teach you about values or you learned them somewhere along the line because you really became such a determined young woman and so intelligent and so resourceful. What do you, where do you get that from, do you think? You know, what's actually interesting is I, I really believe that it started with that school psychologist because he was basically saying, you're in control of your own life. Things are going to happen, but what you do with the things that happen is what makes you special, unique, important, valuable. And from that point forward, Marla, I just did not really fit into the social scene in school. I was learning. I was I was reading, you know, Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins wow. and, and, you know, little psychology books. And I took a peer counseling class at 12 years old because of what that counselor had said to me. It was he, he really spoke to my soul, and I probably took a whole lot more from it than maybe that typical teenager was. But by, yeah. by being in kind of that crazy environment where I did not have control of my, my life or my surroundings, I think because of that, it made me want to to get control of the things I could get control of. And so honestly, one message I'd really like to share with your listeners is the things that happen to you, you have a choice. You can make them an awesome, incredible experience that you use to be better and to be stronger, or you can allow those experiences to break you down. And for me, I chose at a young age, I want control of as much things as I can or as many things as I can because so much of my life I can't be in control of. And that, I think, is what was really my my inspiration that fed that determination to, to really make something of myself in my life. Yeah, I think that is an important thing for, you know, all of us to keep in mind every second of our being is that we can't control our environment and, and that we do have choices that stuck in any environment, really. I mean, even as a child, you found your way out of an environment that wasn't pleasing to you and you made it work. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Marla. And, you know, I I see so often, even as adults, and, you know, it's funny is one day I thought something about choices, and, and I thought, you know, I wonder how many times a day I say I don't have a choice. And one time I wrote down 
22 times in one day. Ooh. I don't have a choice. I have to do this. I don't have a choice. I have to do this. When ultimately, there is a choice. And the choice is sometimes between bad and worse. You don't always have that beautiful thing of, oh, a good choice versus a bad choice. And those are your options. Sometimes your choices are, you know, okay, I can do this and get a bad result, or I can do this and get an even worse result. Uh, right. I'm going to choose the lesser of the two evils because those are my options. But there's always a choice. You know, there's always a choice. If somebody says something to you, you choose whether or not you are going to attack them and yes. you know, punch yeah. them in the face. Or you can choose to, you know, smile and turn around and walk away. And Char, we're going to go into a break. That's a beautiful way to enter in our break. We'll come back and talk more about that in a moment. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. With your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend at Principal was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer. And my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story? Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Inside Network on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. Welcome back, and we're here today with author, coach, and motivational speaker, Sharman Lane. And now going into break, we're discussing the life-changing words that Char heard from uh, her high school counselor. That You know, you can't change the things that happen in your environment, but you can change the way that you respond and react to those things. And that we always do have a choice in, in how we act and in our reactions. And, and those choices are empowering. But Char, there's also the fear. 
And, and fear holds people back from dreams and goals all the time. And I know that you talk about that in your book, and I think that's really significant. Uh, tell us about that. Tell us about fear and dealing with the fears of moving forward. You know, I can't tell you how many times I have missed opportunities because an element of fear held me back. And I'll give you two quick examples of this because one of them is something that most people cannot believe would actually happen. Like you can't even make things up in your mind like this because they just, you know, it has to happen in reality because you just would never believe it otherwise. Um, I had this experience once where I was out with some girlfriends. I was a single girl and I was, you know, interested in, in meeting the man of my dreams and, you know, my future partner. And so I saw this man who was dressed very nicely, carried himself very, very well. I could tell by the conversation he was having on the phone that he was um, very bright, sharp, intelligent, all characteristics of someone I would want to get to know better. So I told my girlfriends to hang on a second. I was going to go approach this man and I was going to be right back. And I walked up to him and I said, you know, pardon me, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, you just seem like somebody that I would like to get to know better. I noticed you from across the room. And if you're single and interested, I'd really like to, to get to know you better. And um, I, I went to go give him my, my card and I said, you know, if you're single and interested, I'd love to hear from you. He took a, a moment and he took a step back and he looked at me up and down and he <gasps> said, I'm sorry, I only date beautiful women. Exactly. And the man was blind, right? to say something like that. I know. Thank you. But it had to be. Isn't that horrible? And here's the funny thing, though. I believe that there are two types of fear. There is real fear and fake fear. And a real fear is something that could cause you physical harm or death, whereas fake fear is something that really only exists in your mind, like the fear of rejection, case in point. Uh-huh. And, you know, I went back and told my girlfriends what happened, and they were appalled and shocked as you just were. And they said, how are you still standing here and not being mortified and embarrassed? And I said, ladies, there are about 4 billion men on this planet. There is one less I have to think about. <laughs> At the end of the day, isn't that great? I love That's that line. Fabulous. That is a million-dollar mindset, girl. You found me upside <laughs> in an awful and moment. You know <laughs> It, but you know what, Marla, at the end of the day, I didn't end up in the hospital. I didn't right. die. I wasn't serving, you know, any, I wasn't suffering from any long-term damage unless I chose to. And I figured, you know what, results are better than regrets. I would rather have attempted to meet this man and have him turn out to be a jerk than wonder for the rest of my life if that's the person I was supposed to be with. Now, I can assure you, never have I ever given this guy a second thought, but 20 years ago, I had an experience where I did not take action. And you know what, Marla? I've regretted that moment every day for the last 20 years. And more funny is that I remember what I was wearing. I remember what I looked like. I remember how I did my makeup that day. I remember how I did my hair that day. I remember what the guy was wearing. I remember what he looked like. I remember where we were and what time of day it was. I have regretted not approaching that man 20 years ago every day of my life because I don't know if he was the one I was supposed to be with. And quite frankly, I'll never know because I didn't take action. I allowed fear to stand in my way. Ever since then, I said, if it's not going to cause me to die, if it's not going to cause me broken bones or to end up in the hospital, I'm taking action because results are better than regrets. 
And it seems to me, Shar, that every time you have an experience in your life um, like this, you really have a significant takeaway from it that then you turn into sort of a rule you live by. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, to me, yeah. I have this philosophy that integrity is what you do when nobody else is watching. And I want to be a stand-up person. I want to be the person who, you know, I don't want to just write my books. I want to live what I write in my books. Yeah. And I want to empower other people to, you know, take the things that have happened to them and build on it to become bigger, better, stronger people in the world, because I think if you if you want to see change in the world, you have to first be the change that you want to see in the world, and that all starts from the person within. Mm-hmm. Wow, 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 wow! So, Shar, you have a coaching program, and I I have to confess, I really didn't look into that. Um, is it a program? Is it a group program or a membership program or a one to one program? How do you help people use your principles to get what they want in life? You know, that is something that's a little bit different about my coaching program. It is all customized one-on-one with each individual because not everyone has the same goals. Not everyone is dealing with the same fears. Not everyone has the same obstacles to overcome. So my coaching program is really in-depth. It's one-on-one a lot of follow-up, and I don't take on every client because I, you know, I want to make sure, A, that what they're working towards is something I can actually help them with, and I want to be able to get my clients' results. And, you know, right now I have a perfect track record. I know every person who's ever worked with me has reached the results and gotten the results that they wanted, and so I really um, have an in-depth questionnaire before I take anyone on because I do the coaching myself. I don't like to pass that on to anyone else. I figure if someone's paying for the Shark Speaks coaching program, they're paying for me. And so I work one-on-one with really in-depth details about the individual and what they're looking to achieve. Mm, that's amazing. And, and so of course, without jeopardizing the integrity of your coaching, can you share with us some of the most common uh, fear blockers or otherwise that holds people back that you really successfully help people manip- you know, manage their way through to get to the other side? Yeah, absolutely. There's actually a, a man that I worked with a few years ago, and um he was in a you know just a, a dead end job that he didn't like. He hated getting up in the morning, going to work. He was very single, but not in a good way. He was unhappily <sighs> single. He didn't want to be single. Um, you know, he was a very loving person, just hadn't found the right person. Um, he actually had attempted suicide a few months before my, I met him. And, you know, he found me, somebody had given him my book, and he contacted me and asked if I would work with him. And um, through talking to him and coaching him, we realized that he had a real passion for boats. And he had forgotten about that passion because years before, someone told him, you know, I don't know who you are but or who you think you are, but, you know, you have no business being on a boat. I don't care how much you like it. Um, you know, you're broke. You don't have any money. You... Um, you know, you're never going to be, you're never going to have, you know, you're never going to be a yachter. You're never going to be a sailor. And he really took that to heart. 
And so we really worked together one-on-one for a while to just get him past all that. And we created um, visions of things that he wanted to accomplish. And within a few months, it was quite interesting. He was walking along the dock in Long Beach, California, and he saw this boat for sale. And he you know, talked to the owner, and they worked out this arrangement where he could give him, like, partial payments. And he actually moved out of his apartment, lived on the boat, which was his heaven on earth. And a few months later, he quit his job, started giving boating lessons, was living on this boat, has since bought and sold a dozen other boats, and now is selling yachts for a living. Oh. And he's sailed like across the world, around the world, and has taught people, and he's written articles in, in boating magazines. And for him, it was just finding that passion, which yeah. Marla, so many people today have lost. They've just forgotten what they love, what they're passionate about. And, and once you find that passion, boy, most people become unstoppable. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think it's important. I mean, that is an extremely successful scenario. And, you know, we don't all have passions that will take us to that level necessarily, but I think it's important that we embrace our, our passions to some degree in our, in our everyday lives. If, if we love to sing, well, we should be singing every day. If we love to dance, we should be dancing every day, right? And those things really oh. change your energy. Absolutely. I think what you just said, you know, from your mouth to everyone's ears, it's so true, Marla. I mean, if you wake up to something you're passionate about, you are going to wake up before the fun comes up because you want to go and indulge in that passion. I know people who, you know, are into to horseback riding and they just don't do it often enough. And, you know, getting up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning sounds atrocious to most of us. But when you wake up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning to do something that you are so passionate about, I, again, you can do yeah. anything when you live life with passion, and yeah. I think that is really what, what God meant us to do, is to, to live with our passion and have passion in our lives every day. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not you do it for a living, live with passion. Have something you're excited yeah. about to wake up to and do every day. And what about, what about people who may be listening? Because I, I get this as a coach quite often, Char. When, when people say, you know, I don't know what my passion is. I've never discovered my passion. What are some of the questions or, or, or whatever your process is that you would use to help a person discover that? Oh, my gosh. You are a woman after my own heart. I tell you, <laughs> you're just, these are so great. And people, you're so right. So many people are, I don't know what I'm passionate about. Well, number one, I think everyone at some point in their life was exposed to something that they were passionate about, but they have forgotten about it. And a quick little story about that is my dad once came to me and he said, I really admire you because you know what you're passionate about, but I'm not passionate about anything. And I looked at my dad and I said, are you crazy? Are you absolutely insane right now? And he said, no, why? I'm not passionate about anything. And I said, Dad, you have been in three motorcycle accidents, one worse than the next, and you will not get your tail off of a darn motorcycle. (laughs) If that's not passion, I don't know what is. And he said something interesting. Isn't it true? And he said, I'm really surprised that you would bring up motorcycles. You hate motorcycles. And I said... You're right, Dad. 
I do hate motorcycles, but we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. Oh, that is so wonderful. Char, we're going to go into another break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to learn more of your tips, because this is very exciting. You bet. Can't wait. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. It's time. Time for some R&R. Sure, rest and relaxation is good, but reinvention and re-energizing is even better. Time for some R&R with Rachel Wright. Happens Tuesdays at noon, 11 a.m. Central. Part of the Her Insight Network. You see, when life throws you a curveball such as divorce, the arrival of twins, a loss of a job, or you just seem to be stuck in a rut of your everyday routine, R&R offers you the escape you're seeking. Rachel will introduce you to friends who have been there and done that and chose to reinvent their lives. They will share stories on how they have successfully coped with mind-bending situations. And instead of being a victim of circumstances, they have decided to sit in the driver's seat and take control of the course their life will take. And most importantly, they're enjoying the ride. Check out Rachel's books and her website at themotherofreinvention.com. Plus her page on Facebook, Time for some R&R. It's time for reinvention and re-energizing. Time for some R&R. With Rachel Wright, Tuesdays at noon, 11 a.m. Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. Let's chat it up with Bloom Talk with Barb Scala on Toginet. Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. And find out how women are growing, blossoming, and blooming in their friendships and careers, health, and so much more. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala. Check out our website, bloomwithbarb.com. Whether you want to transplant your life or just do a little pruning, Bloom Talk will inspire you to cultivate the lifestyle you want to live. Join lifestyle coach and co-author of Sanity Savers, Barb Scala, each week on Bloom Talk and sprout your dreams. Grow your life. I hear a lot from women. I want meaning in my life. I want a fulfilling life. I want to do something that's exciting. and I can control my life instead of my life controlling me. I can tell the world this is who I am and, and this is what I'm all about. Barb will introduce you to dynamic guests and real women who are redesigning, re- building and reinventing their own lives and bloomstorm how you can dream create and grow the lifestyle you want to live it's bloom talk with barb scala thursday afternoons at three eastern two central on toginet.com welcome back to the million dollar mindset if you're ready for a big change in your work your career your happiness your life it all starts with attitude and marla is here to help it's the million dollar mindset part of the her inside network on toginet.com and now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And I'm just having a blast here with our guests today. And I want to just put out a reminder, uh, join us next week. We have another fabulous guest, Kip Riling. with us. Now, Kip is the author of a beautiful transformation memoir. It's called The Imposter. He's going to share his story of going from a juvenile criminal and addict to a successful business executive, husband and father. And through his journey, Kip discovered eight principles of human transformation that can help anyone achieve their aspirations. So, um, you know, it is, it's all about creating that million dollar mindset and achieving your dreams. And we're learning a lot about that today and that it really, really does believe, does start with passion and Shar, you were telling a great story about your father and his motorcycle passion 
And so what was the result of that, of that story? You know, actually what that ended up happening is he realized that he was stifling his passion because of my thoughts, judgment, opinion about it. And when I said, you got to live your own passion, Dad, I can't live that for you. He um, is really passionate about two things, God and the Bible and motorcycles. And so what he ended up doing is creating a motorcycle ministry to combine both of his passions. Oh. And those are, isn't that great? I mean, it's, oh, and now yes. he's living just blissfully. And, and that's one of the things that I ask people, you know, just think back to the time when you lost yourself. And Marla, I know you've had this experience as I do almost every day. When have you gotten lost in something where you sat down and you were doing something or you were doing whatever it was and you look at the clock and you swear it's been 30 minutes and it's been two and a half hours? Yep. Oh, yeah. That's your passion screaming to get out. When you get lost and caught up in something that you're doing and you lose all track of time, that is passion. It's, it's, you know, something that's different for absolutely everyone, but it's, you know, what are the things that you're good at? You know, if you had a, a secret little crystal ball and you were told you had all the resources, you had all the money, all the time, everything you needed, and you had a guarantee you would not fail, what would you do? And when you weigh out all those variables, I think that that, some, just some strategic questions like that, really help people get clear about, wow, you know, when I was five years old, I did this, and God, I remember how much I loved it, but my parents frowned upon it. My brother or sister didn't want to do it, or, you know, my, my college professor said that, you know, that's not a real job, or whatever, but if you just put all those things out of your head, and just remember when you've gotten lost in something that you did, that's your, your passion screaming to get out. Yeah. And wouldn't you agree, Char, or if you don't, I'd love to hear that too. But, you know, I like to say to people who believe that their passion can't make them money, that even if that's true, even if, if um, you're passionate about something that you can't find a way to pair up with something that can make you money, that if you're living in your passion to some degree somewhere in your life, you're going to be more inspired in the other areas of your life um, and, and bring that abundance into your life in some way and yet still feel fulfilled. Well, I would love to play devil's advocate, Marla, but I just cannot. Great minds think alike. <laughs> I, I'm absolutely in 100% agreement. If there is a way, which almost always there is, Find your passion and find a way to make money out of it. And Marla, I know you're going to agree with this philosophy, but if you do what you love, you will never work a day in your life because it just doesn't feel like work when you're doing what you love, right? I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Passion never feels like hard work. Yeah. Yeah. And we're both passionate about helping people. Exactly. And I was just going to say, clearly you have a philosophy about doing the work that you love or finding a way. If you know, Some people don't want their passion to be their job because they associate the two in a negative way. But yes. if you don't want to make money at your passion, then you know what? Just incorporate the passion into your life. But yeah. if you do want to wake up and do what you're passionate about and get paid for it, there's always a way. And they need to hire a Marla Tabaka to help them find that passion and get them to find it and, and live it and do it and make money at it every day. 
It is so, so important. I just love it. So, Char, in your book, um, you have a list of tips, right? I do. Okay. And um, what, what tip do you think, of, of all the tips, which one or which top three would you say feel the most significant to you, and why is that? Um, okay, I would say number one, the first one that resonates with me, and I'm going off of memory here, is act or accept. And I can't tell you which number that is because I don't have my book in front of me, but I know that act or accept uh-huh. is one of um, the tips. And, you know, Marla, we spend so much time each and every day complaining about something or another. And I don't know about you, but I have more people that complain about the same darn thing day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, and do nothing about it. And there comes a point where you have to ask yourself, can I act or can I accept this? Because bottom line is, if you act, that means you do something to change the circumstance. And a quick example of that is that a girlfriend who was really not happy in her relationship and she complained for five bloody years. And finally, I said, my dear, I love you, but... You've got to act or accept here. The guy's not going to change. You know he's not going to change because for five years he hasn't changed. So you have two choices. Act, which means shut up and get out. Make a change now. Or accept it for what it is, the good and the bad, and do something else. But act and do something to get out or accept it for what it is and stop complaining. And I said it in a loving way, but bottom line is we all have, again, that choice to act and do something about the situation we're in or accept it for what it is and stop complaining about it. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And sometimes, you know, creating change is, even if you think you like change, creating change, you know, really ruffles some feathers in your life. And it's not easy to do, but when you begin to sound like a broken record, it's time to do something. And so those were great words of advice to your friends. <laughs> yeah, um, and then let's see, another one of my favorites would be life rewards action. That was one of my favorites because, you know, it's so funny. Sometimes we spend our time doing one thing and we expect to get results in that area. And again, I'm all about examples to make things relatable for people. Um, Once upon a time, I was in sales and I was expending great amounts of energy just finding new clients and and working with them and and visiting, you know, 20 clients in a day to, to try and bring in business. And I went home one day really, really frustrated because I brought in not a single deal. And I, I was really frustrated. And I thought, gosh, all that effort and no results. Well, an interesting thing happened. The next day, I had more um, submissions than I had ever had in any one day before. And that is where the life rewards action concept came to mind. Because life rewarded my actions just from a different place than what I was expecting it. I didn't get the results from the people that I was talking to, but I did get the, the submissions from the people that I hadn't talked to. So I think every time you make effort, life rewards that effort with something just it may not be in the same direction that, that you're working towards. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I always call that allowing the outcome and not being married to one specific outcome. 
You know, you went Love out it. there and you seeded the field, but you didn't necessarily um, um, predict what flowers would grow. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh-huh. Let's see. Do one of my top three. My last one is probably my my all time favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's what I call like the videotape test. This is something that integrity is what you do when nobody else is watching. And the way I do that is I imagine that my actions all day are captured on tape. And one person who has been instrumental in my life, she was my rock, she was my heaven on earth, and that was my grandmother. And I imagine all day, like I said, everything I do is being caught on tape, and at the end of the day, that videotape is going to be sent to my grandmother, and my grandmother is going to see everything I partook in that day. And I ask myself, would she be proud? Would she be happy? Would she be proud of what she sees on that video? And if the answer is no, then I better start watching my actions. I better start watching my keys and cues and being someone who I would be proud of, who I, my grandmother would be proud of. And I think as people, we have a tendency to cut ourselves a little too much slack sometimes. And so I just created this videotape test. And I can tell you, Marla, it's really been life-changing for me. Um, I've, I've never really been one to step way far out of, out of integrity. But, you know, I was a bulimic for 15 years. And when I instrumented the videotape test, I thought my grandmother would not want me to be doing this. She would not want to see me doing this. In an instant, after being a 15-year bulimic, I stopped, wow. and I've never made myself grow up since because oh. I imagine my grandmother seeing that every single time the thought would even cross my mind. It was really life-changing. Wow, you are one strong person, woman. Amazing to stop a pattern like that that is linked to so many limiting belief systems and to just turn around and be able to change that on a dime. I'm so impressed. How beautiful. Wow. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you. Well, you can thank my grandmother for holding, you know, for uh-huh. you holding her in such high regard. <laughs> I love this, the videotape test, because, you know, integrity, when you said the word integrity, what, what first came to me was, well, that's a really, like, subjective kind of of uh, word, if you will, because, you know, people have different levels of integrity and believe that they're absolutely right. Some people see no problem with petty theft, for instance, you know, but I think if you give it the good old grandma test, um, you're, you're pretty much going to get different results and that they'll begin to see the problem with the, that kind of thing. We're going to go into a break in a in a few seconds, so I just want to um, repeat here a little bit of what you've been talking about and and uh, your three favorite tips, act or accept. I love that. I love that because, you know, so many times our comfort zone becomes the whining place and uh, step back. And one of the ways that I see that is by journaling. Am I journaling uh, a series of whining statements? And we're going to go into break with that thought. Be back. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. 
Hey, you living the dream like Nina and Cindy? Sweet jeans made of the Were you shocked by the Chuck E. Cheese calamities, diaper dilemmas, and major mom minivan mishaps? Then get ready to share it with Living the Dream Moms with Nina Fry and Cindy Schmitzer, Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. And as Nina and Cindy say, if you're thinking it, we're saying it. It's your chance to discuss, share, and learn from two moms who have been there, done that, and got the t-shirts. Check out their website, ltdchix.com. Living the Dream Moms is all about all things moms have to deal with daily. Nina and Cindy are two ordinary frazzled moms who admit when they need help and do their best to research and discuss topics that are not always talked about. Living the Dream Moms are just two real women who are discussing the trials and tribulations and triumphs of everyday mom lives. You are not alone. It's Living the Dream Moms with Nina Fry and Cindy Schmitzer. Thursday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with our wonderful guest, author, coach, and motivational speaker, Sharman Lane. And uh, Sharman, tell us where uh, we can find your book. Where can we buy a copy? Um, it's at um, all bookstores, Borders, Barnes & Noble. It's on Amazon. And if you want a signed copy, you can get it off of my website, which is wowandthehow.com, and it's all spelled out one word. Wow, I love that. A signed copy. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> so your three favorite tips, act or accept, life rewards, action, and your good old videotape tests. I really like those, and I'm going to start doing that one today because I think that's very special. Um, keeping you in alignment with your values and, you know, being in alignment with your top values are really critical, right? Yes. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. So, so Char, what, what other wonderful things in your book are important things that we need to know about today? You know, I would say one of the most important chapters, and we've touched on it a little bit so far, is choices have consequences. Every choice we make in the world has a choice. If you're, you know, not happy with your body and you want to try and change it and get to a lower weight, then you have a choice every time you go to the refrigerator as to what you're going to pull out and put into your mouth. And, you know, and one of those other things that I've done in my life is I was 30 pounds heavier 10 years ago. And 
my clothes didn't fit and I wasn't feeling good about myself and I was tired and sluggish and one day I said, you know, this isn't working for me anymore. I'm going to I'm gonna get down to a better weight that I'm happy and comfortable with. And from that moment forward, you know, I'm a, I'm a big sugar lover and, you know, when I had a chocolate chip cookie in front of me, I'd look at it and just contemplate for a second. If I eat this cookie, it's going to add 300 calories to my day. I'm going to have to run um, a 10-minute mile for, you know, 30 minutes or three miles to burn just this one silly cookie off. Is it worth it? And my answer nine times out of ten was no. And that's just waiting out the consequences. For the choice of eating this cookie, is the consequence worth it nine times out of ten? No. You know, same thing goes for relationships. If I just spout off because I'm tired, I'm cranky, I'm in a bad mood, I've had a bad day, and spout off at my partner, that's going to create an argument, a fight, or whatever. Is it worth it just so that I could be a crab head that day? No, it's not. I don't want the consequences of being in a fight with my partner all day long just because I spout it off without thinking before I spoke. And it's things like that that I think... We need to really look into it's we it's what you said earlier, Marla. We always have a choice. There's always a choice in every moment-to-moment thing we do all day long. So I really encourage people to just think before they do. Just think about the choice you're making, and are the consequences you could possibly get from that choice are they ones that you want? Do you want that consequence for choosing the action that you choose? And when you put it into that perspective, I think the world will be a much better place when you weighed out the choices you're making versus the consequences that you could suffer because of those choices. Yeah, absolutely. It's about keeping yourself informed um, in, in how you truly feel and on top of that and not just burying um, your feelings and um, shoving down those consequences. It's important. Wow. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Let's talk about, sure, do you coach business owners as well? You know, it's funny thing you say that. Yes, I absolutely. Um, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs because, you know, sometimes you just can't see your way out of your own box. You're in yep. the middle of the forest and you can't see the trail that's been carved out for you. I've actually worked with a lot of uh, network marketing people. I've worked a lot. I actually have a uh, photography company that's a small business. And this, this little, you know, mom and pop, you know, uh, it was just a husband-wife operation that were photographers, grew their business over a thousand percent in less than six, six months just because of the little things that I had them implement with mm-hmm. just tiny little shifts, the things that they were doing or things they had never thought of before because they were stuck in the middle of this maze that they couldn't see right. their way out of. Whereas I was floating in a, in a helicopter above the maze telling them where to turn left and where to turn right and when to go straight. And just by implementing little things, they were able to grow their business dramatically. I love that analogy, that metaphor of, of, of you being in the helicopter. Isn't coaching just a fabulous thing? <laughs> I love it, it. Probably, you know, it's so funny. Speaking is absolutely like my passion, and I love uh-huh. and adore writing. But one of the most fulfilling things I do is one-on-one coaching because you just yes. get to see people make these amazing shifts in their life, and and it is truly, truly rewarding. Yeah, it really is. I always tell my clients that, you know, your success is my success. And so, of course, I have a passion and a vested interest in you 
you know, really, really thriving and making these wonderful changes. It's very exciting. It's very exciting and such a privilege to be a part of. Um, but so, you know, Char, for that business owner, who's who, the small business owner who's, who's feeling stuck at a certain um, earnings level and, and they just can't see their way out of the box, but perhaps they can't yet afford coaching. You know, what, do you have any uh, suggestions for some exercises people can do to, to, to see outside of that, that box? Or resources. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something that I do with a lot of entrepreneurs is a lot of people don't realize there's really, in the world of business or in sales, there's only three ways to grow your business. One is to sell to more customers. You've got your customer base and you can grow your business by selling to more people than you're already selling to. Or you can sell to people more frequently. So your existing customer base, if you can get them to buy from you whatever your product or service is more frequently, that would grow your business. And last but not least, and of course, as soon as I said that, I drew a complete blank on what that third thing was. Uh, Uh, Of course, absolutely. Um, Oh, increasing the amounts that you're selling to any one person. Can you upsell? Um, You know, from a makeup perspective, I have a lot of Mary Kay cosmetic um, uh, consultants that are clients, and you know, if they come to you, if someone comes to you wanting to buy a moisturizer, you know, do you have a mascara on sale that day? You know, yeah. that's, that's again, selling more to one person. If somebody comes into your store looking to buy one thing, do you make them aware of other special things that, that might be of value to them? If you're somebody who comes in to buy a can of paint, do they have a paintbrush? Do they have painter's tape? So you can sell more to each customer. And one of the things I start out with, and it's so funny, Marla, and I'm sure you've experienced this as well, most people have absolutely no idea how much the average customer is buying from them. So if you sold $1,000 worth of stuff last month, how many people did you sell it to? Divide how much you sold by the number of people you sold it to, and that's going to tell you how much the average customer's prices, how much the average sale is. Once you know that, you know how much you need to increase to get to where you want. So if you want to make $2,000 in a month and you've got 10 customers, then you probably need to increase how much you're selling to each one, how often they are buying from you, and selling to more people or increasing the number of, you know, of the, the, the dollar amount to each person. But knowing where you're at is the first yes. step. Where yep, am I? Absolutely. It's like that big sign on the shopping mall map that says, you are here. Here. No judgment. <laughs> yeah, right? You are here. No judgment, no opinion. It is where you are. How you yeah, got there is not really important. But where you are. And then you can identify where you want to be and then create the, the directions, the step-by-step turns and instructions on how to get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that is important, creating that map. Being, being aware, it, it is amazing to me how many business owners um, I work with and, um, you know, when I start talking about numbers, they, they will say, well, I, I don't understand my numbers or, you know, would you send me your P&L? So I, I don't know how to do that. You know, and that's, again, that's not criticism. It's that we get so involved in working in our business that we forget about really managing the business and being the business. Um and, and so those are really sage, uh, sage words of advice there because people, we do need to understand where we're at and how to get to where we want to be. Um, you are just a, a, 
a wealth of knowledge and wisdom, woman. I love this. You, well, like I said, it takes somebody to appreciate that and share it with people. I find what you're doing to be truly amazing, Marla, and thank you for what you're doing. Because so many people find secrets and then hoard them for themselves because there's just not enough to go around. And you are so wonderful and gracious as to find people who have knowledge and wisdom that will help others. And you're doing everything you can to share that with your listeners and with the world. And for that, I am truly thankful and grateful and admire you. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, Shar, you have a radio program of your own. Tell us where we can find you. Actually, I am on hiatus right now, but normally I am on 1230 AM WBLQ, and my show is called Now to Wow, and it's on at 9 AM Eastern Time, and if you can't find it on your dial, you can certainly check it out online at WBLQ.net. LQ.net, and I suppose we can download the archived um, shows, right? Absolutely, and I have about three years of shows on my website, sharspeaks.com. So if you want to have a downloading frenzy, go to sharspeaks.com. It's S-H-A-R-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. Just view my calendar and go back a couple months, and you'll have a plethora of radio shows to listen to. Oh, how fabulous. Well, Char, I feel like we've known each other forever. I've just really enjoyed this last hour, and I want to thank you for being here, and I wish you all of the luck in the future. Well, you don't need luck. you got it going, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, and it's been absolutely my pleasure. You are an extraordinary human being, and just thank you for all that you're doing in the world. Likewise. Thank you so much. And I want to remind all of our listeners again to be here next week uh, when we talk to Kip Kreiling. And Kip really is an amazing man. And what a journey. Uh, This is an inspirational story that will really pull you up by your bootstraps as he shares his journey through addiction um, as a juvenile criminal and, and how he transformed with eight principles of human transformation that that he actually discovered through this painful journey and how he is enjoying a successful executive career and being a husband and a wonderful father today. And he's he's been off on vacation with his family, and I'm looking forward to his return so that we can share those principles with you next week here on The Million Dollar Mindset. And thank you, Char. Sharspeaks.com, everybody. Get on over there. There's a wealth of knowledge, too. Bye-bye. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on the Her Insight Network on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there,